So today we are continuing our year-long series of going further. Yeah, we're, going to, we're continuing our Arrow series on, on how we're going further and we're continuing to work through our values. So we started off the year with our first value, God first, and then brave, passionate, um, generous, and now we're on our fifth and final value together. Okay, so that's what we're, we're continuing to unpack today. How are we going to go further together? So we're looking at Matthew 8. So I'm just going to touch on the very beginning of Matthew 8. So together, how are we releasing each other? Okay, so Matthew 8. I'm going to uh, get it on my phone. Hang on. Um, here we go. When Jesus came down from the mountainside, so this, this Matthew 8 follows straight after the, um, the Sermon on the Mount, okay? So when Jesus came down from the mountainside, large crowds followed him. And a man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. Immediately he was cleansed of his leprosy. And then Jesus said to him, See that you don't tell anyone, but go, show yourself to the priest, and offer the gift that Moses commanded as a testimony to them. So we're just going to stop there. We're not going to go any further in Matthew 8. So the key things to me that stand out in that passage is that the, the, the man, um, the leper, came to Jesus and he didn't say, God, please can you heal me? He said, God, he said, Jesus, are you willing to clean me? And Jesus said, I am willing. Um, and and the, um, the difference in that, in that question was not that he, he, it's not that he didn't believe that, he wasn't questioning Jesus' ability, he was questioning Jesus' character. Jesus, is this something that you want to do for me? Is this something that you want to do for me? Now, in the Bible, leprosy often refers to um, skin disease. Like nowadays, leprosy is a very specific skin disease. But in, in the Bible, it can be used um, interchangeably for, for general skin diseases. And, and if we look back at our favourite book of the Bible, Leviticus, everyone's favourite book of the Bible. Yeah, no. Um, it goes through all the rituals that skin disease um, the implication that skin diseases that had on the person, okay? So um, if you had a skin disease, you had to dress a certain way. It says don't, not to brush your hair, so your appearance was very clear that you were set apart and you were different to everybody else. You had to be outside the camp. Now, being outside the camp, that means outside of the community. You weren't allowed into... You definitely weren't allowed in the most holy place um, within the community. So dressing different. You had to walk along the street and shout, unclean unclean just because if nobody had noticed you made it extra clear that everybody just needed to take them a few extra steps away from you okay so perhaps so having leprosy was a really isolating um, and debilitating experience it says in Leviticus 5 that also anybody with a skin disease um, if anybody touched somebody with a skin disease, then they were then also unclean. And they had to go through a cleansing process in order to make themselves clean. So Jesus, in this moment, can see this leper in front of him. Jesus knows that however long he's had this disease, he's been isolated. 
Jesus knows that however long he's had disease, people have completely avoided touching him. And, and Jesus knows that he can, he can heal him just with his words. Jesus could say to him, be healed, be cleansed. But what did Jesus do? He reached out and touched the man. Because actually, it was, yeah, he needed to be cleansed. But I, that man needed that physical touch from another human being. It wasn't that it was, be healed. It was, I'm here. Be healed. We're together in this. It's more than just the healing of the, of the disease. Jesus actually moved towards his uncleanness. Jesus took a step towards the thing that everybody else was so disgusted by. And, the le- and leprosy, I was thinking, throughout, throughout the Bible, leprosy can be used as a, um, as a, like a comparison to, to sin as well because it was so, it was so loathsome. It was, it was contagious. It, it, was, it was dirty. And so it makes a really good kind of um, image of what sin is. And so through this story, one of the first things I want to say is that no sin of yours is too big for God. No sin of yours is too dirty, too repulsive, or too disgusting to God because God is bigger There is absolutely nothing, nothing that you have done in your entire life that is not too big for God. Do you hear me? There is nothing, okay? It might be your deepest, darkest secret. God already knows and he already loves you. Yeah? So there is nothing, church, that you can have done or do that is too much for God. But also I was thinking, this poor man didn't necessarily do something wrong. Um, maybe he was in contact with somebody, maybe he did, but he didn't necessarily do something wrong. This was something that he, he caught. This was something that he was around that then is, then is on him. And so I was thinking, okay, so how do we catch diseases? There's several ways, obviously, we catch diseases. We catch diseases through being in direct contact or in, even indirect contact with other people, you know, like airborne, um, saliva, bodily fluids. In, in contact with other people, we catch diseases. So if we're thinking about this, this leprosy as a way that isolates us from others, that isolates us from God, what stuff have we picked up directly or indirectly in our lives that are causing us to put these things in place that isolate us from other people. So I was thinking how indirectly and directly we catch stuff from other people is um, perhaps through past hurts, perhaps through, through relationships that maybe weren't so healthy or that we, we saw as healthy but caused us to um, engage and, and react and encounter each other in different, in different ways. It could be from um, churches or prayer groups or different things that we're part of that have taught us how we engage with God. And that has kind of set our limitation and set our barrier and boxed in how we do relationship with God or how we do relationship with each other. Another way that we catch disease is through birth. Um, so what things in our families, what things generationally have been passed down, that we're still carrying, that we're still holding on to, and we're still seeing as, well, this is how we do, this is how we do things, this is how we, um, 
interact. This is how this is this is how far I'll go, and then that's it because that's how I've always done things. That's how our family does things. Is there any things in our family that have a, a, a generational bond that, the, that history just keeps repeating itself? Them, them things. That's things that we carry around. That's our skin disease, our leprosy, if you were. Um, another way is like food and water. Diseases pass through. Um, and what we eat and drink. So what things are we feeding on? What things are we eating? What things are we um, feeding our mind on? What things are we looking at? Are these things healthy? Are these things good? Or are these things causing us to keep ourselves at a distance from other people? Are these things causing us to kind of draw, um, to set ceilings on things or, or draw... Um, roof on things um, so Jesus came to the leper and he cared for, the, for this guy physically he cared, he cared for him physically he cared for him emotionally he cared for him spiritually and he cared for him socially Jesus cared for him in all areas of his life he didn't just want to heal his skin disease he wanted to heal his skin disease so he was free to engage with God and to engage in others in his community in all those areas um, so I just want to say that, that God is not intimidated. God is not threatened um, by our baggage, by the way that we do things, by the ugliness that we carry inside us. And not only does not, um, does, is God not intimidated, God actually takes a step closer to that. Yeah? God takes a step closer um, to our stuff. Um, I heard this quote over the last few days, so I'm just going to read it to you. Um, This is a quote by um, St. John. It says, When you are praying alone and your spirit is dejected and you are wearied and oppressed by your loneliness, remember then, as always, that God the Trinity looks upon you with eyes brighter than the sun. Isn't that gorgeous? That when we are in that worst, darkest, loneliest, awful place, God looks at you and says, Oh, you're amazing. I love you so much. You are amazing. So I was thinking about what has all of this got to do with releasing each other? What has all this got to do with let's go further with each other? Let's go further together. So I'm just going to just share a little bit of my ugliness with you because I thought that's always fun, isn't it, for you? Um, Not so much for me. Okay, so um, uh, a little while ago, maybe within the last six months, I was on this kind of study day with work and I was sat in this room and the course had just started and and this woman like bursts into the room and she's she's all a bluster and she's like chatting away and she's like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, and like bustles in and I was just like, Oh, you're so annoying. You're so annoying. Just sit down. Shh. You're so annoying. And then I thought, make sure I don't sit next to her for the rest of the week. <laughs> and then I just felt like God prompted me and be like, that's interesting, Kat. <laughs> Where did that come from? Um, you've completely ruled her out in literally 30 seconds of her walking into the room. What's annoying? about her and I was like well she did this and this and she's and that's just not how you behave and that's not and and it just really felt God saying no 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 that's not how you behave and I was like yeah yeah that's not how I behave but I behave the right way yeah no you behave differently and actually what about her was so 
were so wrong. And I just thought about it. It was like, actually, that's, that's me. That's my stuff. That's my stuff that I am putting onto her and saying, no, that's not okay. No, that's not good. And actually, I had completely ruled her out. I'd already decided I wasn't going to sit next to her. Every time she spoke, it was probably going to be annoying. Um, and just probably, she probably didn't have anything good to say. But actually, by just processing that myself and thinking, I have limited you through me, so I need to sit down and deal with what, what's going on in me. And once I had thought that through and, and, uh, and like apologised to God and looked at what was good, then she was great. And for the rest of the course, actually, she brought some really good insights. And she, brought, she contributed really well, and she changed the group dynamic. And if I hadn't have dealt that stuff in me, I would have limited her for the whole of the course. Does that make sense? Yeah. So through, it was literally, she was probably unaware of the whole thing. It was nothing on her. She did nothing differently. It was me that needed to sort me in order to release her. Yeah? When I was um, uh, a student midwife, I lived at home with my parents. And after a shift, I would come home and be like saying to my mum, oh, this happened today, then this happened, and then I said this, and then they said this. And it was really, my mum would be like, really? Oh, my goodness. Oh, it sounds like you did the right thing. Um, you know, really encouraging, really building up. And I would just like process and process and process, get it all off my chest. Done. Then I got married to Sam. And I would come home from work, and I'd be like, oh, my goodness, they said this. And, I, and then I said this. And so then, why did you say that? Was that the right thing to say? Oh, no, no, no. You don't understand. You're just meant to just, like, listen. Like, you're just meant to, like, agree. <laughs> he would say, well, is that the right thing? No, no, no. Of course I, of course I did the right thing. I'm the one that's telling the story. L- listen. Uh, and, and it's that whole thing of, oh, actually, this is... This is not as comfortable. My mum would just be like, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And some would be like, hmm, that sounds like that, that person probably had a point. Uh, no. <laughs> so then you either stop having those conversations and think, you don't understand. It, it was not me, it was them. Yeah? Whereas actually, that conversation was uncomfortable because that conversation was good. And I was thinking about actually when we kind of have friction and and I was like thinking of like um <laughs> like a washing machine like when stuff hits against each other and bounces off each other and rubs that's what causes things to be clean it's not just that it sits in the water still that causes it to be clean it's uncomfortable it rubs it bustles it it churns over that's what that's what brings the that's what brings the gold and that's what brings um the good stuff so what are we going to do to release each other and stop saying the problems out there the problems with them I would be more successful if they weren't stopping me I would be better if they weren't causing such problems I would be um, happier more complete more satisfied more whole if they weren't so I don't know negative controlling um limiting stopping me all those different things that we put out there we're not called to sort out there how many times in the bible does it say don't judge others sort out the log in your own eye first he who's without sin cast the first stone god tells us again and again and again we have no control out there but we have control in here so church 
we want to go further in releasing each other. But in order to release each other, we need to come before God here and say, God, search me. What, what things am I blaming other people? What things am I not coming before you today and saying, God, where is my, what, is, what is my arrogance? What is my um, opinions? What are my decisions that I'm putting limits on other people? And that's all I want to say this morning. <laughs> I think it would be really good just to have some worship and just, just take this time by ourselves. And, and this is a, a good thing to do daily, but this is a good thing to also do in the moments where feelings are brought up or opinions are brought up. And rather than going to those people, like my mum, <laughs> that will be like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to get before God or go to those people who will, be like, who will challenge us and say, okay, so what's that saying about you, Kat? What's that saying about what's going on in you? Okay. So just as we just maybe just listen to some um, worship, if you want to just kind of get into space or close your eyes or you can get on your knees or you can just sit and just say God search me because I don't want to be limited by all this all the lies that I'm telling myself that's going on out there I want to be free